Welcome to Talks at Advent, homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia. Today's speaker is Father Michael Kaiser. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit, God is one. Amen. Amen. It seems a bit odd, doesn't it? The hymn we sang at the beginning was a hymn that referred to Palm Sunday. The gospel reading that we just had is a reading about Palm Sunday. And this, in the Western Rite, of course, is the first Sunday of Advent. Advent begins for us today. And before I forget to remind you, fasting us on Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, no meat, no meat products, no meat juices, nothing like that. And more than that, if you wish, but that's the bare minimum. We began celebrating Christmas about a month ago. You couldn't go into Walmart or any store without seeing Christmas trees and Santas and and snow and all kinds of things. In fact, I think in our Walmart, it started just before Halloween this year. It keeps moving back. I anticipate sometime having them put up in July for the 4th of July. And we look at that. And there are those of us who will complain about it, although I must admit I complain less about it now than I was a new young priest who thought I knew absolutely everything and what people needed. The older I get, the more beauty I think we live in our, need in our lives, and okay, if we pick it up that way, I'm not going to crumble too much. But the whole purpose of Advent in the church has nothing to do with the consumerism that afflicts our culture as it is today. I mean, I'm an old guy now. Uh, I'll be 72 in December, or this month. And yeah, I can remember back to when, you know, you you waited for, uh, you know, you hoped that you would get the O-Gage train set, that your dad would set up a table for you, and, and that sort of thing. And, you know, there seemed to be a sense about it that was shorter and, and more focused and, and more clear, and now it's, it's much more diffuse. And I think probably a bit more superficial as our culture becomes more superficial. But you live in the world you're given, and you try to adjust it as best you can. And here, the church has a marvelous plan for our surviving the exterior Christmas that has been going around us for the past month. And that is by keeping a faithful period of Advent. The next four weeks are our preparation to receive the great gift that Christ gives to us, or that God gives to us, when we get to actually celebrating the Feast of the Nativity. Advent focuses on four things. Death, judgment, hell, and heaven. Those are the four themes of Advent. And you think, whoa, that's not exactly ho, ho, ho. I mean, we got some serious stuff to talk about. And this has always been. This is nothing new. Death, judgment, heaven, hell. We know that death comes to us all. There is no way in this fallen world we're going to avoid that. And all the happification and all the, the, the Christmas tinsel and what have you cannot change that. I mean, I've had to bury people the day after Christmas. You know, 
The fact is, death comes when death is supposed to come, and we cannot hold it off whatsoever. And it is something that all of us are going to endure. There is no one who gets a free pass. Even the incarnate word of God, who need not have died, died. So he could share everything with us, from conception to death and resurrection. He shared all of that. He could have probably called in a favor any time he wanted to. On the cross, he cried, My God, my God, why hast thou forsaken me? Quoting a verse from Psalm 22, not because he was confused about what was going on, but he wanted to remind people this was the fulfillment of everything that had prophesied. That he would share even death and overcoming death with us, and therefore open the way into heaven for us. And then, of course, we are faced with the two ultimate judgments, the ultimate destinations, heaven or hell. We'll be determined by what we do in this life, how we live, how we follow the ascetic struggle. You know, we refer to it in the Orthodox Church, the ascetic life, as spiritual warfare. And so it is trying to live righteously, trying to live according to the commandments that God has given to us, has never been easy and never will be easy. We sometimes make it much harder than it need be because we have a marvelous talent for shooting ourselves in the foot, because we don't hold off the temptations, we do not fight the intrusive thoughts that seek to to undermine our, our will and sap our spiritual strength. But it is a hard slog. God knew that. And thankfully, God is merciful. I'll tell you what God wants ultimately. God wants us to persevere. It's a given that we're going to fall many, many times. It's a given that we're going to give in to temptation to sin. It's not a given that we have to walk into the same stupid situation time after time after time after time. Somewhere along the line, even common sense should say to us, you know, you don't want to go to that place tonight, because if you go to that place tonight, you're going to get into trouble somehow, and you know you're going to get into trouble. Oh, I know you're going to say, I'll be good, I'm going to be strong, or what have you, but eventually, as you get happified and maybe a little bit numb, uh, you know, you begin to fall for the same nonsense over and over and over. And some of our sins become so ingrained within us that they seem normal. Things like gossip or the swift and super judgment, superficial judgments that we make about other people all the time, almost never about ourselves, I should point out. These seem almost normal to us, and that's why they are insidious. And that's why they are soul-killing. And so you wrap all of that in the tinsel of Christmas and the joy and the application and the fact that, yeah, people generally are nicer this time of year. Would be nice if we were all year, but you know, I mean, people don't necessarily cut you off in the parking lot, or if they do, at least they say, I'm sorry. Uh, you know, you don't uh, always curse at the person who cuts in front of you in traffic or pushes past you in the crowd. Yeah, we try to be a little bit nicer somehow, somehow with all the superficiality of our culture, that still manages to sink in. 
But if you wrap all of that with the Christmas lights and the tinsel and the carols going and my God, after 72 years, if I hear Feliz Navidad one more time, I'm going to kill somebody. It becomes normal. And that begins to destroy us. You want a faithful Christmas? You want a joyous Christmas? Concentrate then during this Advent on who and what you really are. Ask God to open to you what your sins are. Ask God to help you discern what is really sin and what is not. And what sins are those that will destroy and what sins don't kill immediately. And you concentrate first on the ones that will destroy, the ones that will kill your soul, and begin to overcome them. And you can't overcome them all at one time, so you can take them one at a time. That's all right. It's easier to cut down a forest one tree at a time than to try to whack everything down at one time. If you've got one besitting sin, start working on that. Talk to your father confessor about it. That would be me. Uh, you know, let's see what we can do about it. And recognize that it's going to take time to change your life into that imitation of Christ that God the Father wants it to be. But always carry with you the memory of those four last things. Death, judgment, heaven or hell. Nothing is predetermined. The choice is yours with your perseverance and with the exercise of your will. In the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, God is one. Amen. Talks at Advent. Homilies and reflections given at the Church of the Advent, a Western Rite Orthodox mission in Atlanta, Georgia.